the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Real Life Radio is a service of River City Community Church. Grace and peace to you and welcome to Real Life Radio with Pastor Sean Azaro of River City Community Church in San Antonio, Texas. A church that exists to help people like you find the real life you were created for and then find it to the full. That's what Jesus said in John 10.10. And today we continue in this series called Jesus Has Left the Building with a message today called Jesus and the Poor. And this message is going to challenge you because Pastor Sean's going to point out how you serve the poor tells a lot about how you view the poor. Jesus spent a lot of time talking about this, so let's talk about it now. This is Real Life Radio. I think in our country, our culture, it's so easy. And I, you know, I like that Ben Fold song. I like the kind of <clears throat> biting sarcasm of Jesus land. Because as we've been reading through the Gospels, we see man. Jesus was not at all unclear. And as we stop and think about what does Jesus see in our world, have you stopped to consider that Jesus knows every single person in the world intimately, loves them passionately, died for them, created them? Every single person? When you stop and think about it, that's, that, there's a weight to that. I think of the typhoon that went through the Philippines, and the death toll, they say, is up over 3,600 people now. Jesus knew every one of those people, loves them. You know, it's one of those things where you just, the, the weight of his heart, and then that call for us to be his hands and feet extended, and to actually respond for him. That's one of the reasons where we've taken up an offering for our partner church in the Philippines, Faith Tabernacle. We've been, a number of us have been over there several times. We know, I mean, there are thousands of churches in the islands that they are responsible for, that they planted. They train up leaders and send them out. And over the years, it started with Ben Tagud. Now his son Ken is leading the ministry. And they have planted thousands of churches. And we've been to many of those churches. And to know what they've gone through, to know what that typhoon did as it flew and through the Philippines. Um, there, many of their cities where their churches are devastated. We see this as a unique opportunity. That's why we chose to respond this way. I, I want to say, if you want to respond, we've got close to $10,000 that we're going to be sending, which I, I'm, I'm really grateful for you guys. Thank you for your generosity. I appreciate you. Yeah, that is, that is an awesome thing. If, if any of you want to participate, you haven't had a chance to participate, you can just, there's an offering envelope in your bulletin, just write Philippines on it and do what the Lord lays on your heart. You can do it online. My prayer is that once all the emergency relief kind of dies down and what they're left with is cities that are absolutely devastated, this church, which is so strategically located throughout the islands, can now become a force. And I'm just praying that, I know there's other churches that partner with them, I'm praying that the Lord blesses them with unbelievable resources to utilize to just minister and love people. Because Jesus loves people. That's what he's all about. And so we're grateful to be a part of that. Hands and feet. That's a ministry that we do. It really kind of launched out of this whole Jesus has left the building campaign. 
And yesterday was hands and feet. Saturday, the Friday was, was the, this whole weekend was hands and feet weekend. And we had folks all over the city in different ministries just sharing the love of Jesus, uh, partnering with other ministries that serve, partnering with families and with people. Uh, one of the ministries that we've begun working with is called Agora. And they minister to at-risk kids in just various settings. And we had close to 30 people from River City go, and, and from the neighborhood, 20-some kids came out. And it was an awesome time just to bless and minister to these little kids. What's funny is we had some of our youth there. And our youth pastor, Nathan Rasbaugh, you know, Nate's like 6'4", almost 6'5", just this really big guy. And a little kid walks up to him after they'd done their presentations and they'd kind of hung with the kids. Little kid walks up to Nate. And you almost get the picture. And I don't know, this part, okay, I'm, I'm storytelling a little bit. But whatever his form was, tap him, tug on his shirt, he literally says to Nate, can I have Jesus in my heart? I mean, is that awesome? And what's amazing, three or four other kids come up, yeah, can we have Jesus in our heart? And I said, Nate, you're not making that up. That is exactly how they said that. They just walked up to you after hearing the gospel and said, can we have Jesus in our heart? He says, exactly. And he got to pray with this little group of little kids to accept Jesus. The first time they went out and served at that ministry. Is that awesome? I mean, come on. We talk about the ministry of showing up, okay? That's something that I, I observed years ago in ministry, just that, that, you know, half the battle is just showing up. You have no idea what God's been doing in people's hearts before you ever got there, okay? God may have a totally different plan. You just show up and say, Lord, I'm here, and you'd be amazed at the things that God does. We had 60-some folks on Friday night at Haven for Hope, and they were serving a Thanksgiving-themed meal for people. Well, there were people serving, and this was a kind of cool story. I just heard after, uh, after first service. They didn't even get to hear this. Uh, the lady who was serving, they ran out of gravy long before they ran out of people to serve. And they called to the kitchen, and the kitchen's like, we got nothing more. So the lady's just like, oh, dude, because they're serving turkey and potatoes, and she's just kind of bummed. There's still a number of people who have to come through this line. And so she starts, and just putting whatever, and what she described... You know, and you've got to decide how you believe about this. I serve a God who created the whole world, and Scripture talks about miracles. I believe in God doing miracles. She, and she said there'd be this little bit on the ladle, and then she'd pour it out, and it would cover everything on their plate. And then the next person. Little, and she's scraping. A little bit on the ladle. And pour it out, and it's plenty. And kept doing that. And she's, after, the, after the first two or three, she's like, okay, this is getting weird. This is like biblical, Okay. And I'm like, I know, we're Christians. We believe in the Bible. Shouldn't that be kind of normal? Yeah. They served everybody. They served everybody. Never ran out of gravy. And she's just like, okay, I know math. That doesn't work. One of our prayer people who were there, and one of our leaders here on the team, Linda Richardson, afterwards told about a, a man there. And we were ministering to the folks in prospect courts. They're, just, they're not even in, in the program yet. They're just homeless people who have a place to stay and a meal. And we have folks who regularly minister there. Well, she prayed with a man to receive Christ. Right there at the tables, right there at the meal. I mean, isn't that awesome? That's, that's what we're all about. That's what hands and feet is all about, just ministering Jesus to people. Yesterday, I was actually at a ministry that we were doing for the first time. We were partnering with the San Antonio AIDS Foundation. And, uh, you know, that's a, that's, a, that's a pretty heavy kind of thing. When you go in, you recognize, okay, the people in that all have a disease that is fatal. 
And this place, it was a former nursing home, and this group bought it. They don't get government support. It's a privately funded deal. These are folks who don't have insurance, don't have other resources, and they are there to be treated. Some are resident, and then they have folks who, in the community who kind of come in, and they receive services, but then they live elsewhere, or they, some of them are homeless, whatever the case is. And so at a group of people who served lunch, I actually brought a couple of musicians, Josh who just played, and David McGinnis came with me, and we played some music, and then we went and just kind of talked with people while they ate. Uh, one thing that surprised me was how open and talkative the folks were. I mean, they really were very open. I met a guy named Joe, another guy named Willie, and they just talked our ears off about their lives, about the stuff they were involved in, what they were doing. David Henning talked to a guy, and the guy's kind of opening comments to him. They just started talking to him, and he says, Oh, I don't talk to people much. I'm retarded. And David's like, well, you don't seem retarded to me. And he goes, uh, he goes you don't know me. He says, I, I, I don't know what to say, and then I, or I get angry. And so they continue talking. David just talks to me. You know, David is very calm and just talked to the guy and just told him about the love of God. Just, just casual conversation. And the guy later on commented in their conversation. He said, it's different talking to you. I'm, I'm peaceful talking to you. That guy saw Jesus in one of, our, one of our brothers. There's a song that I sing at things like that. I call it Simple Things, and it's just a song of thanks for, for the simple things in life. You know, love, my wife, family, things like that. And while I'm singing, I'm watching, there's a guy talking, two guys talking at a table, and then there's a young guy sitting by himself over here. I hadn't seen when they came in or whatever. Well, while I'm singing, the, the last part of the song, I talk about you know, um, tucking my kids into bed. You know, we bow our heads and pray and we give thanks for the simple things. I watched this guy go over to the table and put his arm on this young man's arm. I r- didn't realize they'd come together. And when I finished the song, he goes, this is my son. And he's one of the folks who's sick and who gets treatment there, but his son was there with him. And just in that moment, he just kind of had this holy moment of thankfulness in the midst of that. And you know, when you do stuff, I got goosebumps thinking about it. You do stuff like that and you get to impact the grace of Jesus to people. That, we talked, I talked with those two guys for, you know, actually until we, we left. Um, it's just really cool when you go out and you connect with people. And I really believe in this ministry of showing up, you know, because you just never know what God's going to do. We sit and we're, what will I say? What will I do? Don't worry about it. Just show up. Ask God what you should say, you know? And you'd be amazed at what God does. So I am so grateful for all you. Thank you thanks to all you who served. We had like 150 people, a little more than 150 people, who went out and served yesterday and Friday night. So way to go, you guys. Um, I'm very, I, I, I want to say this in the right way, I'm very proud to be part of a congregation who this is the heart, because I think that's the heart of Jesus. We want to take a quick minute to remind you, you're listening to Real Life Radio, a service of River City Community Church right here in San Antonio, Texas, in this series called Jesus Has Left the Building and Rediscovering the Biblical Jesus. In fact, you can find this whole series as a free download on the sermons link at reallife.org. And some very exciting news at River City Community Church as it continues to grow and serve the community. Here's a special invitation from Pastor Sean. Hi, this is Sean Azaro, pastor of River City Community Church. I want to take just a moment and invite you to experience Saturday nights at River City. 
This new 5 p.m. service beginning on February 1st will be an exciting and artistic blend of music, reflection, and practical insights all designed to explore the real life that God designed us for. In fact, beginning in February, in all our weekend services, I'll be sharing a new series called Help My Family is Weird. Now, it doesn't get more real life than that, does it? We're going to take an honest and sometimes humorous look at what the Bible says about family life and see that while it can sometimes be weird, it can also be a great gift when we follow God's design. River City is located on Lookout Road right across from Atama Park with entrances on both Lookout and Evans Road. River City is a church for real life, so our home on the web is called reallife.org. To find out more about Saturday nights or our Sunday services, go to reallife.org. We hope to see you soon on the road to real life. Welcome back as we return to this message called Jesus on the Poor. This is Real Life Radio. This last week I was at my bank and had just had this conversation with a guy. And, you know, we we're just talking and his name's Robert. Great guy. We just kind of hit it off and talked about a few things. And after we concluded our business, I said, hey, I'm the pastor of a church in the area and we would love for you to come. We've got some cool things happening. You know, love for you to come see. Here's some info. And he goes, oh, my gosh. He says, my wife and I have been looking for a church. That's so weird. Yeah, it's weird. It's almost as though God were omniscient. I mean, that's the, again, I'm hit with the fact ministry had just shown up. Because here's the thing. You don't know what God was doing in that guy's heart before I, before I showed up. I, I had no idea. I don't know what he was seeking for. I, the guy could have said, oh, okay, thanks, appreciate it, and put it away. And you know what? I would have been fine. But he didn't. There was something in his heart. There was something of a need. And because I did the ministry of showing up, which even I can figure out, and just said, hey, come and see. He said, man, we will because we're looking. Well, thank you, Lord. Who knows who God wants you to impact? And just the ministry of showing up. Because, man, lives are being changed. And I have to tell you, uh, as much as we ministered to folks on hands and feet uh, weekend this last weekend, um, we got ministered to. There isn't a person out there who was involved in that kind of ministry who wasn't impacted. So I just want to challenge you. Don't, don't miss out on that kind of stuff. God is doing great things. I, I challenge you to keep going, keep inviting folks, see what God does. You never know. Now, as I said a moment ago, our study has been called Jesus Has Left the Building, Rediscovering the Biblical Jesus. And we have been winding down with this particular theme. We, we took the last few weeks of this series to talk about the teaching of Jesus because the teaching of Jesus caused people to go, We've never heard anything like this. He speaks with authority, not like the regular religious teachers. There's this kind of relevance in this real-life authority in what he says that's different. You remember in Luke 4, 43 and 44, Jesus said, I must preach the good news of the kingdom of God to the other towns also, because that's why I was sent. And he kept on preaching in the synagogues of Judea. Now that's what's interesting. Wait a minute, I thought he was sent to die on the cross for our sins to redeem us and i want to say he was obviously but remember the cross is not the point of our christian faith it is the essential doorway through which me what we must enter into what really is the point and do you know what that is relationship with father the good news is all of it. And that's what Jesus came to proclaim. He came to show us Father. He came to show us Father's heart. He came to proclaim, Father's not mad. He's made a way for forgiveness. Whosoever will may come. And then he gave his life on the cross to make that word good. 
so that we could be forgiven. Paul called it the ministry of reconciliation, didn't he? People who are created to have a relationship with God, but sin had separated and now coming back. Jesus said that message, that, and not just speaking it, but living it and delivering it on the cross is why I came. And so we take the message and the teaching of Jesus seriously. Now, last week, we talked about Jesus and money. And I want you to know, and you can count it when you talk about money, I got a little hate mail. Kind of proud about that, actually. It wasn't really all that hateful. But it was kind of, it was anonymous, which was weird. I couldn't imagine that. It was anonymous and just kind of accused me of badgering and brainwashing people when it came to this issue of the tithe. And I would just want to say to you, um, when I preach on the discipline of prayer, I've never gotten hate mail. Preach on the discipline of reading the word, nobody's ever whispered a peep. They're all like, yeah, we need to do that. That's good. You start talking about money, people start squirming. Why? Because it's money. Really. It, the, the reason Jesus talked about it, the reason Jesus talked so radically about it, the reason it's a big deal is because it's very close to our heart. The way to a man's heart is not through his stomach. It's through his wallet, and we all know it. It's true. And it gets real close to home. Now, the message that we spoke was money problems aren't money problems. Money problems are heart problems. That's what Jesus talked about. We talked about contentment and what a gift contentment is. We talked about faith in God as, provi- as provider. Jesus said, you have a father, he knows your needs, and he will meet those. Do you trust him in that? We talked about how to train your heart. You remember where your treasure is or your heart will be also? And we talked about this gift of the tithe, this discipline that was a regular occurrence to train our hearts. Otherwise, our heart will latch itself onto other things. And this is one of the regular disciplines that God gave to help train our heart. Because where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And it can be painful. It also can be amazingly life-giving and freeing. Now, something we, Jesus said in the passage that we unpacked last week. We were in Luke 12. I'm going to take a look at that again real quickly. Because you remember, there were two types of responses when it came to resources that Jesus talked about. He talked about being rich towards God, giving to God, which is when we talk about the tithes and offerings. That's what we're talking about. But he talked about something else. And we kind of just mentioned it and kind of put it on hold because we're going to talk about it this week. Luke 12, 32 through 34, he said, Do not be afraid, little flock, for your father has been pleased to give you the kingdom. And because of that, he then said this, 33, Sell your possessions and give to the poor. Provide purses for yourselves that will not wear out. A treasure in heaven that will not be exhausted. Where no thief comes near, no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Now, isn't that interesting? Uh, Because we said last week that you can't take it with you, which is true, right? But what Jesus is telling us is you can send it ahead. I can't take it with me, but he says there's a way to provide purses, to store up treasure in heaven. He talks about it real plainly in Matthew chapter 6. And it is through these two things, being generous towards God and his kingdom and what he's doing and giving to the poor. And you cannot read through the Gospels, which we've been doing, where we're going to be finishing up here in the next couple weeks you can't read through that without coming to the conclusion jesus has a thing for the poor doesn't he he just really does he talks about it a lot have you been at all struck by how much he talks about the poor kindness to the poor giving to the poor ministering to the poor 
Matthew 11, 5. Remember, John's disciples asked Jesus, hey, are you really the one? John's in prison, and he wants to know. And Jesus says, Matthew eleven five. Tell John this, the blind receive sight, the lame walk, those who have leprosy are cured, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the good news is preached to the poor. Remember the rich young ruler who came to Jesus said, how can I inherit eternal life? Well, you know the law. Yeah, well, I've kept the law. Well, Jesus answered, Matthew 19, 20, if you want to be perfect, go sell your possessions, give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come and follow me. And we know the whole story. The young man went away sad, and it says because he had a lot of wealth. He had great wealth. Luke 14, 12 through 14, Jesus said to his host, when you give a luncheon or a dinner, do not invite your friends, your brothers or relatives or your rich neighbors. If you do, they may invite you back, and so you'll be repaid. But when you give a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind, and you'll be blessed. Although they cannot repay you, you will be repaid in the resurrection of the righteous. See, over and over, Jesus talks about the poor, and we see he cares deeply for the poor, so much so that he actually came to earth as one of them. You realize Jesus could have come in any form, in in any way he wanted? I've marveled. If I were Jesus, I would have come as Caesar. Get this thing done, man. Get her done. Okay? He came the son of a poor carpenter in an obscure little nation under the thumb of the Roman Empire. And that's how he chose to come. And he came and walked basically as someone without a lot of resources, without a lot of wealth. He cared for the poor. In fact, he taught his church to care for the poor. The Apostle Paul writes in Galatians 2, 9 and 10, he says, James, Peter, John... In other words, those reputed to be pillars gave me and Barnabas the right hand of fellowship. They recognized the grace given to me. In other words, they accepted our ministry. They accepted us as one of them. They agreed that we should go to the Gentiles and they to the Jews. Verse 10, all they asked was that we should continue to remember the poor, the very thing I was eager to do. Do you understand this has been a part of this thing that we call the Christian church forever? Do you realize why so many hospitals, nursing homes, orphanages are named Methodist, Baptist, St. Luke's, St. John's, because they were founded by Christian organizations. People always talk about the negative that the church has done. Well, yeah, what about the Crusades? Yeah, I know. Okay, I, I get it. That, 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 was, that was misguided Christianity under, under political leaders using the church. I get it. But don't forget, all the church has always had this sense that We're supposed to minister to the poor. And the reason all over the world, in the name of Jesus, the poor are cared for, the sick are cared for, is because it's near and dear to the heart of our Lord and to all of his followers. That's how we roll. It's what we're called to do. That's why one of our core values at River City is compassion. Because our Savior has compassion. He wants us to model that and live that. Now, I want to just take a few moments, okay, and I just want to unpack this problem of ministering to the poor because it really is complex for us. It's not easy. This whole idea of ministering to the poor can make us very uncomfortable. And I think it goes back to how we see the poor. Do we see the poor as a drain, an interruption, an overwhelming black hole of need? Do we see the poor as having sown and now they're reaping? 
deserving their fate? How do we actually see the poor? See, there's a mixture of, of, I think, compassion and frustration as we really honestly talk about this. There really is this mixture of compassion. We care, but also frustration. You know, and, and I think there's a certain degree where, where, you remember in Ephesians where Paul says, speak the truth in love. You gotta have both, right? Speak the truth in love. And if you can't speak the truth in love, then shut up. That's really what Paul would say to us. Just, just, just don't, okay? But on the other hand, if you're claiming to love but you're never declaring the truth, that's not love, that's evasion. Okay, that's cowardice. To speak the truth in love. It's this, this balancing of these two sides. And I think when we think about ministry to poor, we have the same kind of thing, compassion, but frustration because something is wrong and something's broken. I think the politics of poverty in our nation is appalling and embarrassing and we should have nothing to do with it. And I'm serious. I don't care if you have an R after your name in your political affiliation or a D. Doesn't matter. We're the Church of Jesus Christ. We should all have a C behind our name. Thank you. Thank you, Pastor Sean. You've been listening to Real Life Radio. As next week, we'll continue this series called Jesus Has Left the Building and Rediscovering the Biblical Jesus as it's available right now as a free download when you find the sermons link at reallife.org. We invite you to do more than just hear, but see and do when you join us at River City Community Church, located on Lookout Road right behind Rotama Park. You can see all the details, directions, and service times also at reallife.org. If you'd like to call the church, the number is 210-490-5262, as Real Life Radio is a service of River City Community Church. We hope you join us again next time for more Real Life. Hi, this is Sean Azaro, pastor of River City Community Church. I want to take just a moment and invite you to experience Saturday nights at River City. This new 5 p.m. service beginning on February 1st will be an exciting and artistic blend of music, reflection, and practical insights all designed to explore the real life that God designed us for. In fact, beginning in February, in all our weekend services, I'll be sharing a new series called Help My Family is Weird. Now, it doesn't get more real life than that, does it? We're going to take an honest and sometimes humorous look at what the Bible says about family life and see that while it can sometimes be weird, it can also be a great gift when we follow God's design. River City is located on Lookout Road right across from Atama Park with entrances on both Lookout and Evans Road. River City is a church for real life, so our home on the web is called reallife.org. To find out more about Saturday nights or our Sunday services, go to reallife.org. We hope to see you soon on the road to real life. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. 
Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. Salemnow.com.